listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your co-host, Kaylee. We are on episode 93, and we are talking about Darby the Dragon. Yay! (laughs) So... I, I can't say there's going to be a ton of people out there that know what Darby the Dragon is, unless you read the title and you're like, oh, I want to listen to this podcast. If that's the case, welcome in. We play all sorts <laughs> of games, obviously. If you know what Darby the Dragon is, then you'll know that it's a it's a kid's game. You know, it, it's it's a kid's game. <laughs> I was going to say it's it's a kid's game for children, but I mean, it's a kid's game kind of implies that it's for children. <laughs> we are children at heart. So the biggest thing about this is that both me and Kaylee grew up with this game. So it was totally nostalgia for us to play it through. Yeah. Um, but also we're kind of in this like mode of wanting to play these point and click adventure games. So this was kind of in that genre, but... Mm-hmm. You know, it was also an easy game to kind of knock out to be able to review it. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, let's see. Darby the Dragon was developed by Capital Media or Multi Capital Multimedia. Um, and its publisher is um Border Border Bund. I hope I'm saying that correctly. It's like an <laughs> it's an older publisher. They did all sorts of other stuff too. Um, let's see. It was released in 1996 on the PC and on the PC and Mac. Um, I, I don't know when we originally had it. I'm sure it was around that time since both of us remembered it. So the biggest problem with playing it nowadays is you can't, they haven't re-released it for anything. So you can't just like go out and buy a copy of this because obviously it doesn't exist anywhere anymore. Um, I would assume that, you know, they probably could port it out to something at some point in the future, but it's just not that popular of a game. So the way that we've been able to play it is we have an emulator, um, called scum VM S C U M M And somebody out in the internet has compiled Darby the Dragon for us to be able to replay it um, in this emulator. So you can't play it in DOSBox because DOSBox um, doesn't do very well with these types of graphics. I think it needs like ActiveX or something like that. And this uh, Scum VM can actually emulate some of those older graphics that are a little mm. more detailed than um what DOSBox can do. So yeah, we had to play it on that. Um I've actually had this game emulated for quite some time because I loved the game growing up, so I wanted to have a playable version of it somewhere. And so in my research, I've come across this VM, you know, this emulator and um you know, I've played it with with Kaylee's kid at periodically when he's over um i mean it's just a fun it's a fun point and click adventure game like literally you just walk around you're clicking on stuff and interacting with the environment and it's it's a lot of fun especially for a smaller kid but we decided to sit down and play it um 
let's talk about the story. You wanna you wanna go off the story, Killy? Sure. So you uh let's see, you're flying around as uh Darby. Very beginning, you find this little magic wand in the crevices, the crevices, the crevasse, the crevasse, <laughs> and uh, so Darby is a green dragon, and his sister comes along, and she's a red dragon. I think is she older? She, I think she okay. is older. <clears throat> and so they're kind of like fighting over this wand because they want to, uh, you know. I think the magic wand. Yeah, I I think that because Darby found it, he was showing his sister like, "Ooh, look what I found!" But this is mine, so I found it, so it it must be mine. And she was being a little overly forceful about wanting to see it. And in their struggle, Darby kind of mumbled under, yeah, mumbled under his breath. Just wish you were small. And then she turned small. Yep. By and the power of the magic wand. <laughs> so, so now now that Sparkles is small, um, Darby tries to use the wand again to make her normal sized, and there's no more power in the magic wand. No more juice. <laughs> no more juice. So they, they end up taking it back home, which he is the prince of... They just call him Prince Darby, don't they? Like, is prince Darby, action- yeah, of Dragondale. Oh, okay. So yeah, you, you take it back to the castle, and uh, let's see. Ma, you go. You you talk to the dad, and the dad tells you that, oh, it looks like you wish for something you wish you hadn't wished for, and um, he advises you to talk to the wizard. You have to get uh, you have to get a dragon spell book. You have to take it to the wizard with your wand. The wizard takes one look at the two, and then he's like, oh, you messed up, didn't you? <laughs> not, <laughs> not quite, like, I'm paraphrasing, mind you. But, um, yeah, so he he tells Darby and Sparkles that he, in order to make her normal-sized, they have to go and find some ingredients for the potion. And they have to go out and find a swamp oyster, a m- magic water, and a fruit <laughs> so what's the water um what do you mean you what did where did we feel we just did this i don't know why i'm brain uh, how do you was, get the water it was in the oasis with the unicorn oh that's like right. you get the bottle from the from the sand elf and then you you go to yes. the oasis and you just fill it up so yeah you gotta get the water the fruit and the oyster. So you, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I yeah. mean, the game's it's the game kind of kicks off from there. It's a big fetch quest of just well, it's you're you're solving puzzles on how to get to the places you need to get to for these items. Yeah, but yes, that really is. It it is like you have to you have to get this item to be able to get that item to be able to get this item to be able to get that item and then at eventually you get all the items to be able to go back to take to the wizard the wizard brews all of those items together and makes a potion sparkles drinks a potion and she becomes normal size and that's it and then you know darby and sparkles makes up and he's like darby says uh i 
I love or I want you to be my big sister and my best friend. And then they uh-huh. help and make up and it's all good. But yeah, I mean, there's. That's, oh, go ahead. Because that's how it works in real life. Yeah, I tried to do that with Kaylee and she wouldn't even hug me. So. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um so you do meet a few people along the way there's jethro the giant that's probably the only one i know by name <laughs> there's uh there's the the singer the the two singers yeah and they actually used to be king and queen of dragondale but they didn't want the the king the guy didn't want to be king he preferred to just he wanted to roam the countryside he didn't want to rule so he gave all of the all the power to the dragon and then now the dragon family rules over the kingdom very responsible yep <laughs> yep but um there's there's other you know there's so many other things that you can Some do in this game so obscure like like Jeth- Jethro, was that his name? Yeah. And like the little like lady who ran the fairy bread cart. And yeah. The most important ones are Darby Sparkle, uh, the wizard, and yeah. the parents, of course. Right. So, but yeah. Yep. So that's that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Kaylee, what did you what did you give it for a story? Oh, uh, I gave it an eight out of ten. I did I mean, too. The story is the whole game. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, they told a decent story. You're you're here doing a thing. You set off on your adventure to seek out said thing, and you get back and you celebrate. Like in a typical traditional game sense, it feels more like a side quest. But because this game is for children and really designed for you to go around and explore and interact with the environment, it's small and compact so like for us and especially so because i've played it you know multiple times in the past couple years just because of the kids and my own entertainment um (laughs) (laughs) i already knew what to do so we were able to just kind of blast through it in like what like an hour and a half maybe Um, oh man it unlocked so many childhood memories that i've forgotten about as a kid (laughs) We played this a ton. A ton. We played this all the time, as I remember. I mean, I honestly feel like we played this probably more than, um, like, Mario or Donkey Kong Country. We played this so much. So it, it stands to reason why a lot of these songs and sounds even are ingrained in our childhood memories so when yeah. they're when they're being replayed again it's like oh my gosh i yeah. love this <laughs> so yeah i also i also gave it an a i enjoyed um i don't know i just enjoyed that they put forth some effort into giving story and there's some back references to the characters there's you know little side stories for other characters that aren't necessarily in the game. They just have like books that you can read. And like you go into the library and there's a couple books that your Darby's mom will read to the player. And that's really nice too. Like it's just, you know, it it gives the kids a chance to read along with audio, which is how I actually learned to read growing up was reading along with the audio being read. 
So, I mean, there's multiple ways that this can be played and, and different things. Like, we literally, when we played it just now, we played it through just the main storyline. Yeah. But there is a lot more that's that's going on between, like, the songs that, that the characters sing through the, so- through the game. Yeah. Having some story behind that, but then also, you know, deeper stuff that you can kind of uncover. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. That was... Pretty much, yeah. It's straightforward. I mean, For it's sure. a simple, quick little game, so. But as a kid, I feel like if you're exploring more and you're really just, like, clicking on everything in the world, it oh, can yeah, be a long, long You can spend a lot of time doing that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so graphics. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I did too, yeah. Um... Honestly, it was really good. I mean, when you think about the graphics back then. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a cartoon style and and it definitely plays on the like 90s vibe of, you know, that cartoon feel. But it's really well done. The animations are really clean and smooth. Yeah. Um sometimes they're a little like awkward, but there's nothing that's like glaringly obvious right yeah most of the stuff makes some sense like like when they fly around they fly in a really odd pattern and it's like why did they take that path but i mean still the animation the animation between screens and the animation um with just the characters like moving and looking around flying around it's really good in my opinion there already is. I mean, I'm sure someone had to make this all of those sprites and animations. Mm-hmm. So it stands for reason that they would have this generic flying pattern. So not to have to make another because there was already a lot of like Sparkle I, alone no, has a I'm, bunch of flying animations. Uh, right. I'm saying that every single one, every single frame is unique. Like yeah. it, it really feels like maybe yeah. maybe they have some like um static like standing poses that they reuse but for the most part like walking from point a to point b and walking within the environment i think all those are all unique sprites that they they didn't reuse at all and then look at like all of the singing animations and stuff Mm -hmm. like those are very fluid and complex and really i mean there was a lot of attention to detail in my opinion yeah for sure and sure. the fairy bread, I still wanted to eat the fairy bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even the... I was watching, um, like, the some of the magic animations where stuff is turning into, like, other objects. And it's so fluid. Yeah. And I just... Oh, it's so satisfying. It's and really... Stuff, go on. Oh, I was just going to say that it's it's really interesting to play this kid's game as an adult, having played it as a kid, and yeah. playing it with this, like, reviewer's mindset. Because, like, I would have never given this game any thought, you know, as far as, like, how, right. how the graphics look. But somebody put a lot of work into this game. Absolutely. You know, not just graphics. I mean, we're going to get into more detail, but, like... This team that built this game put a lot of effort into this, and it's fantastic. Yeah, you can absolutely tell for sure that it a lot of TLC for sure. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so yeah, so, I gave mine 
this an eight out of ten. I think this team really loved this game. <laughs> like you can tell I that love people put love, love into this game. Yeah, for sure. All right, so gameplay. Um, essentially, it's a point-and-click adventure game. You, your mouse can hover over special objects that you can interact with, whether it's a ball that bounces around or like a little like character in the background that you can interact with. There isn't anything that's like permanent. So aside from like a few specialty objects like treasure chests and stuff, but like any stuff in the background, you can click over and over again and that animation will loop. So, you know, for example, there's a tree. The tree has a hole. If you click on that hole, a squirrel will come out and do a little jig and then go back into the hole. Well, then you can click on the hole again. He'll come back out, do his little jig and go back into the hole again. And you can do this on repeat. So as a kid who likes that animation or that song, they'll just want to sit there and click on that animation over and over and over. And they can. Um, But it's like that throughout the whole world of this game. So like every single scene has, I'd say, four or five interactive items that you can play with. And they do a little thing. They have a little animation. Sometimes they interact with the characters a little bit. It's just really fun to see that, um, you know, all all of that put into it for your entertainment, you know? Well, you know, if you think about it, the point of the game is to find stuff that you need to progress. And you don't want to just be able to, because you can tell what is an animated object ready to be clicked versus the background. And you don't want to just be able to find everything, but at the same time, then they've made that that extra step where it has it, it's it doesn't just I, I don't know how how to explain this for a kid. You know, you've got the music and the interactions, and it's just kind of this fun little thing. So, like they went the extra step. It's not just uh, an item for an item's sake. Yeah. Yeah. It's it kind of goes back to when we played um, Gone Home, and there's all these items that you can pick up, as to not make any one item stand out amongst right. the rest. And I feel like that they kind of did that with this game, except every item is like a little interaction thing instead of just a useless asset. So like you know you can go into this world and you can walk around and click on a couple things. Maybe one of those things is an item that you can throw in your pocket, but maybe not. Maybe it's just another like squirrel yeah. in a hole that will come out and dance. So like, you know, it, it gives you a reason to want to click on everything because you don't know what you're going to need if you're playing blind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, for, you know, for us playing it, obviously we knew exactly where everything yeah. was supposed <laughs> to be. So we plowed through this game really quick. But, you know, it's still, it gives you a reason to click on everything, and then it also gives you that little bit of entertainment as you're clicking on everything yeah. anyway. Well, again, it being geared towards kids, it really is, well, as you, you know, playing with my kid, he just wants to play that one, you know, the same few yeah. things over and over again, because it is, I mean, they are very satisfying sometimes. To, I mean, I was asking you, like, you need to click on this. <laughs> you need to click on this now. Yep, yep. <laughs> So then so, yeah. beyond beyond the background interaction, you also have a handful of mini games. Um, there's a mask building little mini game. There is a um, a play where you can like lay stickers out in this like 
theater and then play the the theater like animation and they'll like characters will come out and do a little dance and then they'll fly away um and then you can you know redesign the the stage again and then the characters will come out i mean the the stage that you design are all static they're like stickers but then the background will play it's a little like animation loop it's always going to be the same animation no matter where you put the stickers but you know it's just kind of fun that you can design your stage and then they have like there's four of those or three or four and they all have a unique song um and then there is the the flower mini game that you can play um the swamp i i don't know if you can really call the swamp a mini game you have to push the the um push a raft around yeah the raft around (laughs) right and and every spot that you fish will do something a little bit different so you're not always going to get a swamp oyster on every like scoop you may get like you know, a tentacle will come out of the water and like dance around a little bit. It's, you know, again, going back to that interactive thing. Um, and then the books, you know, there's, there's the story in the books as you're walking around, the characters will pop the singing and dancing characters will pop up and ask if you want to hear a song. I think they have like four or five songs that they'll sing to on random. Um, it's um, just, you know, it's, it's nice. They have quite a bit of different well, content. The the sticker book, <laughs> the at the the water place. Oh yeah, yep, that's true. I, I remember playing with that as a kid. I didn't. The- <laughs> I don't know if I ever did that. I don't know why. I think we played the flower game the most, probably. Yeah, we did. Um, and that was just because yeah. after you do the flower game once, um, the first time you get a bottle, the second time you start getting gold coins and my little, you know, young child brain was like, yes, more gold coins. I'm going to buy all the fairy bread. (laughs) (laughs) Buy it all. Uh, You don't even need uh, the gold coins that you pick up along the way. There's more than enough gold coins for you to use while you're playing the game. But I think that's a way to keep you from being soft locked at the end where you need three Uh, gold coins. And if you've used them by giving them to uh, the the singing and dancing characters, then you don't have any for the frogs. Then you need a way to be able to get them. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's the gameplay in a nutshell. Like, you really are just fetch questing until you finally have all the items that you need, but then you can interact with stuff along the way. Well, um, thankfully, too, there's lots of hints throughout yeah, this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, for the kids. To, I thought it was really clever with the little bushes. And they had these little... They... They, it, it was like a riddle, but they weren't they were speaking too much in riddles because they were giving you hints. Yeah, they're just but... rhyming with the hints. Yeah. But yeah, they give you hints for like the whole game, but then also the singing and dancing couple. Yeah. At the end, if you give them a gold coin, they will give you a game hint also. So it's like, you know, there's there's plenty of ways for you to yeah. figure out where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do, even as a kid, because none of it is in text form. It's all, you know audio it's all like voice acted um there is no guesswork you can hear what they're saying you can you know get an idea of what you're supposed to be doing yeah so i gave gameplay an eight also me too me too yep so music music um all of the music is really charming in this game it's very childish but it's it's charming it's catchy it is very catchy my my notes say 
catchy music slash though is that a flaw question mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are some sounds that will just like eat at you for days after playing yeah. this game um the nodding animation sound right, for, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's there's an animation that plays when you have to pick yes or no and it's darby shaking his head up and down for yes and side to side for no and it like creaks as he moves his head so there's like ear 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 <laughs> and like that <laughs> will just play over and over in your head that and like some of these songs that they sing like the fairy <laughs> ring song and oh yeah um, the Just, intro? Yeah, the intro is really catchy. So they did a really good job at, at hooking your mind and making you think about this game. You know, the kids are going to go to school the next day and be playing the songs in their head. Yeah. And then they're going to want to come home and be like, I want to play Darby again. <laughs> the sound, That's how I play games. The sound effects yeah, for they're everything good. is so satisfying. Hearing them walk, hearing them fly, hearing them put a coin on a fairy bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, if, even opening and closing. I, I remember opening and closing stuff because I liked the sound. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the treasure chests and the And there's and the so castle. many songs in this game, too. Yeah. Like singing, like like fully, oh, fully the lyrics done songs. are very clever. Yeah, yep. Very I mean, well done. You have a song, you have the intro song, you have songs like that items will interact with and play. Um, there's the songs that play that the, the dancing, singing and dancing couple that they do, they have like four or five songs. There's songs that like some of the um, vendors outside the castle will sing as you walk up to them, they'll sing a little song. I, the trolls, the trolls, the vultures, yeah, the I mean, fairies. There's I mean, songs they all, all over this. This game yeah. was really designed to be like a, a Disney movie. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's yeah. not quite Disney quality, but it's really close. And I I definitely had it has that charm about it. Absolutely, yeah. I gave it a nine out of ten. I, that's that's a good score. I, I gave it yeah. an eight. Um, not because it was not because I really have any gripes about it. Just like. I feel weird giving it a higher score than that. <laughs> I I, just, I I don't know. I the way I feel is they they went above and beyond with the it I mean like the vultures singing and all that. It just was not necessary, but it was nice added bonus. And they did that for a lot of stuff and the animations for a lot of those songs really well done. Yeah. And yep. it just complemented all the other stuff really well. Yeah. You and know, as a kid, you know, the kids eat that stuff up. I'll go ahead so. and put mine up to a nine, too. It, des it deserves that much at least. <laughs> um, You know, like one, like one point's going to change a whole lot. but It's the... the I know. <laughs> yep. The principle. Yep. All right. So overall score... How did how did you like this game overall, Kaylee? I I gave it a nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I I mean, I maybe I'm biased, but I think that I, I'm glad my kid has played this and enjoyed it like I enjoyed it for the same reasons of you know opening and closing things over and over and like all the animations. Those were the things I was doing. Like that's why I loved this game when I was little. And I love this game even more now as an adult because I can appreciate the finer details and the crafts 
that went into it. Yeah, you know, I have to say, playing this game again from a reviewing standpoint, it makes me appreciate this game even yeah. more so. Like, you know, some it's funny how some games that we've played and reviewed, Final Fantasy VII, for me... I was scared to play that game because I didn't <laughs> want to have that, you know, overanalyzing mindset. Yeah. But in this game, it worked out to its advantage because they put so much dedication into this game. Not that, don't get me wrong, the Final Fantasy VII, you know, review went flawlessly. It was a great game. <laughs> but, like, to play these games that are meant for kids and to see people putting so much yeah. attention to detail and dedication into these games is satisfying, especially considering, you know, I've played a lot of um, shovelware games for like the DS and the Wii and those games have absolutely zero dedication put into it. It's just like slap animation into a garbage you know, mini game, yeah. call it a, call it a video game, put a $50 price tag on it, get it out the door. Like this is not that this is well thought out, you know, planned, um, dedicated animation, dedicated music, dedicated gameplay. Like it, it really is a full package game. It's short for us because again, we already knew how to play it, but yeah. you know, it's just, it, it's well done. It's well done for a kid's game. And Absolutely. I appreciate that. And it's got a nice little wholesome message at the end. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Be good. Be good to your siblings. <laughs> and careful what you wish for. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish somebody would wish that I was small. Right. All right. <laughs> somebody give me a magic wand. <laughs> um, so overall, I'm gonna give it a nine as well. Aw. So yeah, we're both at a forty-two. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. So that gives us an 8.4 out of 10. Um, it's just, it's just a fantastic game. I don't think we need to like reiterate it even more. I, I enjoyed playing this game over and over again over the years. Um, I'm glad to see that it's hold up at least good enough for the younger kids to be able to play it and enjoy it too. Um, if you're at all interested in playing this game, uh, just do a quick Google search for that um, scum. It's S-C-U-M-M-V-M. Um, there's, it's all free. It's all on the internet. You can find it somewhere. Um, if you need any help, feel free to message or email us, uh, zapnightgaming at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help you figure out how to install this game so that you can play You know something that's so dear to me. I'm absolutely 100% yeah. going to help you figure it out, too. So Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want like a flood of emails of people who are like, I want to play. Although, if I had that, I feel like I would go to the developers and be like, hey, look. Look at this. It's time. <laughs> it, this needs a remake or a port at minimum. No, but it it is it is fantastic. Um I I only say this because because this is an older game, perhaps perhaps a developer of this game might find it. And if that's the case, I would love to hear from you and hear about, you know, some of the background stories of stuff that went on in this game. So if, if you've developed or worked in this game at all, please let me know. Send us an email, send us a message. I would love to hear about it. Um, yeah. You know, we both have history yeah. with this game and dedication to this game, and it was a lot of fun to come back and revisit it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, anything else you want to talk about this game, Kaylee? 
Nope, I, I think we covered it pretty well. Excellent. So we are also playing Return to Zork, which is another one of those old point-and-click adventure puzzle games. Um, we're, we have some time to work on it. I don't know if we'll have it ready for the next podcast episode or not, but it, it is in the works. Um, the game room is, we'll, we'll talk about it in zap chats. I'm sure again, the game room's in the works. Um, once the game room's done and I'm, I'm happy to be able to start streaming again, or at least start playing a game again, like dedicate some time to playing yeah. a game. Um, Final Fantasy 12 is definitely in the hopper next. So as soon as we can get a chance to sit down and actually dedicate time to play this game, we will. Um, I'm really sorry for all the Final Fantasy fans out there that are itching for this game <laughs> because or this review because yeah. uh, you know I I too really want to play this game again. Um, but it just it, it it'll be coming especially soon only because for us it's winter. It's going to be winter really soon. And once it starts getting cold out, we're not going to be able to do a whole lot outside. We're not going to be able to, you know, like the garage has to be cleaned out so yeah. that I can get the car in the garage. Like things are going to be settling down significantly more now that when it's going to start getting cold outside. So we're definitely going to have more time for video games then. Um, but yeah, the game room is settling in. We'll talk about it on Zap Chats. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast episode. Um, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.